it live. Yeah. Welcome to the first episode of Huncho Talk with your host, Jalen, a student at Argo Community High School, and my not-so-special guest, Tom and James. And today we're going to be talking about what separates you from the great of the great to the worst of the worst, rookie of the year to a bust, choking. And for those clutch players out here that don't know what choking is, James, can you please tell them? Choking is when usually you're experienced and you're a good athlete or you're good at what you do, and all of a sudden you're not in a high-stressed st- uh, high moment. Right, high-pressure situation. Yeah. You fail to perform. Now, I personally think it's in your genes. But some people seem to think practicing under high-pressure situations will get you there. What do you think, Tom? I think if you practice with no pressure on you, it's not going to help you when you're in front of all these people all right. trying to prove yourself. All right. Trying to prove that you wanted it great, like the Golden State Warriors did when they blew that 3-1 lead against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. That was definitely an example of choking. Splash Brothers couldn't hit a three, although they were three-point gods that year. Another great example of choking, the Bears against the Eagles. But one Bears player in particular who had been choking all season, Cody Parkey. You hate to see it happen. You hate to see it happen. I don't believe he'll ever get another kicking job in the NFL. Hey, you hate to see it happen. And let's give an example of practicing in a high-pressure situation, like making free throws. You could choke missing a couple free throws. That could cost you some games. But if you're just practicing, shooting up a 1,000 free throws normally, nonchalant, in a quiet stadium, well... The pre- you probably won't be hitting those clutch ones in the loud, getting yeah, the FUs different. and all that. You probably won't be. But if you practice in those situations, some people seem to say you'll be able to make, make the shot then. I personally think you just got to be born able to make the shot, quiet or not. You feel me, Tom? Feel me, Tom? What you think? Well, people when people choke, I think they should just – Take a step back. Think about what they're doing for doing it. Right. And calm themselves down. Uh, take a deep breath. And then just don't the think shot. about it. Just do it. Right. Do what you've always been doing. Yeah. And that's an example of pausing the choke, correct? Pausing the choke. I mean, that's just getting into your zone and just... Balling like you should be balling. Doing what you have to. Doing what you got to. Hey, me, I don't choke. Born with the genes. James, could you give us another another example? Cubs, last year, they went from first place to being kicked out of the wild card game. Do you think it's because they were thinking too much about the steps ahead and how much pressure they had? Yeah, I think they overlooked the teams they were reversing. And suddenly they found themselves down a lot of games. Right. I completely understand that. That's happened before where the Oklahoma City Thunder, I hate to say it, my favorite team, we should have easily beat the Utah Jazz last year. But, like, I think we overstepped looking at them and was looking forward to facing the Rockets. Ended up getting called by surprise by the rookie Donovan Mitchell, who has a lot of talent who is not a choker to be a rookie, which brings us to another example. The more you do it, 
the worse you get. Now, yep. it doesn't sound correct, but it is because Donovan Mitchell was able to hit a lot of clutch shots in his first year. Whereas Carmelo Anthony and Paul George couldn't hit any shots in their five, six, seven years that they've been in the league, which is kind of true now that I think about it, because you never get to improve the longer you're doing things. Like if you're at the top, you're at the boss level, you don't improve. So when a new kid comes and they know all the new tricks, you get booted out of your spot. What do you think, Tom? I mean, yeah, that's that's the tough truth, you know. Yeah, it's you can learn a thing or two from these new people right. that come in. The usually you're you're in that you're there for so long, you end up doing the same things over and over again, and then you don't learn these new things that you think are important. Right. You start to take shortcuts. But James, if you keep on learning and achieving new heights, then you'll you'll be able to do it correctly. Yeah. And more like my teacher gave an example with the surgery where the old surgeon, if you go to, he might cut into your stomach and take out what is it? Or your appendix. Your appendix. Whereas the new people there's put a small hole small in your belly button, and what else do they do? They put two, two small holes hole on, on your side, a hole on your other side, and one through your belly button. They take it out through your belly button instead right. of, you know, slashing open the whole front of your stomach and taking it out. Right, I completely agree. But those chokers out here, I really don't know what the problem. People have done research, brain activity. Is it because we don't get enough sleep? I don't think so. I think it's just... Our minds all react differently to high-pressure situations. Some of us strive under it, but others crumple under high pressure. Got to be born with it. They simply, like, say someone with stage fright versus an accomplished, like, singer or actor. Clearly, the person with stage fright is going to crumple under the high pressure of a huge audience, whereas the other person is just going to roll with whatever they need to. Okay, now look. I've been seeing this in movies. The stage-shy people, they get to going... But they eventually learn how to be clutch in that situation and become great. Can you actually learn to be clutch? Yeah, I mean, I think if, so. you, if you do it more and more, you you start you start to get used to it. Yeah, right. I think you can learn to be clutch. I think it's a long and hard process. Now, but how will a stage fright person learn to be clutch? Because they can't just go up on stage to practice in an empty arena. Well, they, so what do you think will be the best method? They can start, start in with a, a like a small room, few people in there. They you know, make their way up. Yeah, like. But slowly making your way up, would that cause them ready for a Friday night? Well, no. Like, I mean, but you gradually increase the amount of people. Yeah, exactly, like slowly increase the amount of people you're getting until you get to that level. So start out with a couple friends. Yeah, and then those friends bring their friends. And go up a little bit more every time. Actually, you'll be able to fill up a stadium. Exactly, until you get to that level where you need, where you're comfortable with that many people. And that's exactly what I mean with a clutch catch. As you guys see, I have Julio Jones, one of the most clutch athletes in the NFL that I personally think. You don't see him drop too many balls. But when yeah. you do, does that bring, can a person become unclutch after being clutch for so long? Yes. 
And that's what they're going to hit those that. new heights, correct? Markel Fultz. Right. Very clutch player in college. Right. It's not worked out in the NBA. But here, let's listen to this. Two different platforms. That's very true. Two different platforms. See? Mm-hmm. He buckled under the higher pressure of the NBA. Right. He should have been practicing more, got on social media. Because you see Lonzo, yeah, he was old. He's not as good as he's, he's supposed to be, but he he has had a couple triple-doubles, and you think that's because he was more involved in the people, like practicing in that situation because he's had TV since a young age, Chino Hills, packed arenas, UCLA packed arenas, and then he went to one of the biggest packed arenas in – NBA history, the Lakers, whereas Foles went to a broken Sixers team where there isn't really that many fans, where there wasn't. Now there is, but there wasn't that many fans. And then having to go play someone like Golden State, where they're packed and screaming, you think he buckled under that, whereas Lonzo was already in a packed stadium, so he was elevated. Yeah, I say since like he'd lived with that his whole life. Right. He was already used to it. He was used to performing under high stress because he had always been in front of big crowds, being the number one option. And what do you think Fultz could have done, Tom, to like elevate himself to be on like Alonzo status? Well, if he practiced more with, uh, say, with something on the line, right? Instead of just practicing. or just playing a game with friends, which doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Right. So uh, just a nonchalant friendly yeah. game. Whereas there's. If you play competitive and something on the line, then right. you tend to. Strive work. more, right? Yeah. Like you work harder towards getting that prize or whatever's on the line. And do you think that's why LeBron's so clutch because when he was ever since he was 16 he was already working out with the nba i wouldn't really call lebron that clutch whoa jd whoa you wouldn't call lebron james clutch i wouldn't say the man that's top 10 in assists and scoring of all time the man that's that his game winners on jimmy butler is it is it is that one of your favorite chicago people jimmy butler mine and like any, I don't know. I personally don't like Jimmy Butler. He's also he's Jimmy Butler is clutch. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler is clutch, but LeBron's not clutch. LeBron James has missed more game winners than he's hit. You mean therefore he's uh, more of a choke? Would you call Kobe clutch? Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, and here's where you're wrong because Kobe has also made the most shots, but he's also missed the most shots. Where, which oh, means by good. what you're saying, LeBron's missing shots, Kobe's missing shots. So how is Kobe more clutch than but LeBron? You know, here's what I'm saying. I didn't say just shots overall. Like game winners, final second shots. LeBron has missed more than he's made. Let's Kobe. check those facts because I know you don't. Uh, LeBron, you, you check the misses. I'll check the mates. I'm pretty sure Kobe has hit most of his game winners. Um, could call a couple that Kobe missed. Mm. LeBron's hit a lot. LeBron's hit a lot. This is this is beyond me. Wow, I can't believe he just said that. LeBron's missed more game winners. This 
last fight. I shouldn't say missed more than he's made, but he has missed a significant portions of the ones he's shot. I don't think so because LeBron's he, been very successful in his NBA career to be considered game the greatest of all time. See, I, I didn't give him that title. The people gave him that title. Wow. Did you, I know you just saw that shot. He also, you just well, you could look up his game-winning highlights, and of course it's going to look like he makes everything. <laughs> right. Because it's the winners, the ones he <laughs> Now gets. let's look at the misses. It's a seven-minute highlight of his makes right now. I'm sure there's longer videos. I I just can't recall where he's missed a, a, or a big one. He also he wouldn't take them. He would give it to the ball. He would give the ball to someone he knew would have a better chance of making. And it. you want to know why? Because LeBron, being the focus of the team, the star of the team, is knowingly going to get double teamed at the end of the game. Two of his three wins or like three rings, the game winning shot was shot by someone else. You want to know why? Because everyone knowing LeBron is going to take this last shot. Ray well, Allen. You want to know why? Kyrie Irving. And you want to know why he didn't take the shot? Because clearly they're going to double-team him. So they kick it out to the non-double-team person because you know math. If one person gets doubled, that leaves one open, right? Yeah. So that means he's going to be open for the shot. Who has the better chance, the double-cover person or the person that's open? I mean, Kobe would still hit him even being double And he would also yeah. miss them. He would also miss them. That is true. Look, People I, you Kobe just Bryant. can't recall. You see, you see the significance in the time length. He doesn't have his highest... Missed shot moment, two minutes, 13 seconds. People like call that's, Kobe Bryant the most clutch player alive. It, but, some people call him that. Some people call LeBron the most clutch player of all. Some true. people call Jordan. It also – I would not – Jordan, I would agree with that. It, it kind of – it's how long they've been in the NBA too. Like that, that's the statistics of it. If one is in there longer than the other, one's going to have more shots made and missed. Right. Than other. Right. So that, that's also another thing. Uh, that's very true. Yes. But I'm just saying to go as far as to say LeBron isn't clutch All right. is false. All right. I'll concede that. Let's go to a different topic. And what, what would you like the topic to be about? Let's talk about, once again, let's go back to how you can stop yourself from choking. Right. And... Give us a way that you could do that. Well, a way you could do that is, of course, practicing under high-tense situations. Right. Also making sure you're putting yourself in those situations regularly so that you can get used to the pressure of them. You know, I completely agree because in football, during the practices, you have catching drills where you have people pulling on you and pulling your jerseys pushing you and shoving you, and you still have to catch the ball, which is like a real-life game because you're going to have the DB yeah. right in front of you. You can't. Now, if I'm just sitting there catching the ball, catching the ball, now when I get a, a aggressive defensive player in my face, touching me, pushing me, all this, how – if I didn't practice not these drills, I would not be used to it. I would just be throwing off my game, not catching anything. That's So I completely agree with what you're saying. You know, you have a good point. 
an interesting thing that Bylock or Baylock said in her. Uh, and you're quoting this from an article. Yeah. All right. Was that people have a desire to succeed, and this can ironically cause them to do their worst, which is wanting but, to be the greatest could have you bad. Going to death. Not necessarily that. that. Says, like, they have a desire to succeed, and that can cause them to like rush into something and like not think it through all the way and yeah. then find that they're not able to deal with it. So like, it, it should just happen naturally. If you're good at something, you'll just get better and better and then it'll just happen naturally yeah. instead like, of so wanting to take the last shot can cause you to miss the last shot instead of just if you call for it and say you're not open and then you take it, it could cause you to miss it because you want to be the person to take it. Right, I understand. Let me play devil's advocate. Kobe Bryant, like you said, shot the game winners. Mm-hmm. Double team. That's him calling for it not being open. But you also said he missed a lot of them as well. And he did, and you still called him clutch. So how? Because the good, in his case, the good outweighed the bad. He's hit a lot more game winners, I believe, than he's missed. Um. Uh, I could agree with that, but I'm just saying he's missed a lot. I'm of course he is. Not he's hating shot Kobe, a lot. He's missed a lot. Now, I have a, a very important question. Can injuries cause you, you not to be clutch? Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say that because that's an outside factor. That is, that's nothing to do with your mental. It being could be. Being all mental. It could be your mentality because when Derrick Rose – got hurt. He didn't want to jump or take shots or anything like that like he That's used to he because he was afraid himself. and it was all mental. Now, could that be a factor? Yeah, because if you get hurt and then it turns into a mental thing once you like heal up, that's different. Okay. But being injured at that time can't stop you from being clutch because it's an physical factor right. outside of your control. So what you're saying is the mentality of being injured could could possibly affect you. how much right. you are. So if you get over that mental hump, because I've known a lot of great players, but Westbrook got hurt, knees got hurt, still frustratedly dunking, averaging triple-double, which means you have to jump to get the rebound. In most cases, you have to jump to score. So still. And then... Paul George, he's gotten in his bag recently. He's gotten in his bag. He's becoming clutch. Would you call him clutch now? Uh, he's had a stretch of being clutch. I wouldn't call him clutch yet. So what makes you clutch is being clutch Pro- over time. Say, yes, I would say it's a prolonged amount of time where you are able to achieve that. So rookies aren't able to be clutch yet. If they're able to do it throughout the whole season – then maybe you could start calling them clutch. Tom? It might take longer. I agree with James. It's, if they just do it once in a while, it's not like it, people can say it's luck. Yeah. Right. Instead of. You have to be able to do that yeah. regularly for a prolonged amount of time. Understandable, understandable. Tom, you look like you had something you wanted to add. Nah, it's just. I It's just what James said. Um, you're not. Uh, clutch if you can't do it constantly. Yeah, I understand exactly what she's saying. Yeah. 
Now, James, would you like anything else that you would like to add? No, I think that's about it for me. Tom? I'm good. All right. That was our first episode of Huncho Talk. You know Huncho Talk. We only talk about the real boss. I can't say because we're in school, but hey, have a nice one.